Welcome to Missing Mouse. I'm Jeremy Pettigrew. And I'm Brad Bertleson. And what do you know, this week we are back to talking about Avatar Land in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yay! If you don't remember, you guys, or if you're new to the show, Brad and I were totally stoked about Avatar Land in the Animal Kingdom. And for those of you that don't pick up on sarcasm in voices, Jeremy's being very sarcastic. Yeah. But... I will say, so they announced today the Rivers of Light Nighttime Spectacular, and it does sound kind of cool. Well, okay, so it was it was actually in the announcement uh, as part of, I feel like, I feel like right. Avatar Land really overshadowed everything else, because that, that was there, but now we've, we've seen that construction has started, um, they've got construction permits out, uh, and I think that they, I think they're... Uh, there's a couple of people out there who are saying that they're hearing March 2016, I think, as a as a possible launch date for this. Yeah, I guess I guess it would have been better to say we have new details. Right. Yeah. We, we're actually we're actually seeing things happening now, and so, you know it's no longer because it's, there's plenty of things that we hear about that nothing ever comes of them. <laughs> Star Wars Land. Um, <laughs> And and there's still a lot of there's still a lot of steam to that rumor as well, but we're actually we're actually seeing something happening here. So, and, and we didn't really cover I don't think the um, the rivers of light when we talked about Avatar Land, or if we did, I don't know. I I've pretty much blanked that episode out because of my bitterness towards Avatar, and I'm trying I'm trying really really hard not to be consumed by that. But no, we did not uh, talk about it. We yeah. we covered Avatar Land pretty pretty generally, but we didn't really get into any specifics. Basically, it, it they're saying it's going to be, and and this is all Disney, you know, marketing speak, but it's going to be a, an innovative show unlike anything ever seen in Disney parks. What it basically sounds like is uh, is uh, the Walt Disney World version of World of Color. Why, did he, why are you saying... Oh, I see, I see, instead of the Disneyland version. Sorry, I, I wasn't picking up on the whole Walt Disney World. Yeah, it sounds like kind of a world of... Yeah, I, I guess World of Color really would be the closest thing, because the only other thing I was comparing it to, in my mind, was maybe a little bit phantasmic as far as using water screens and stuff like that. But yeah, World of Color is doing all that as well. So um, I, think that's, I think that's probably a good comparison. And they're talking about f- having floating lanterns and... Uh... Um, swir- whatever swirling am- animal imagery means. I think that's, I, I really think that that's going to be, uh, I think that's where, I think to me that's where water projection comes in. Okay. I don't know that that's what that is. Of course, it could be something totally different, but I think that's where water projection comes in. So, yeah. So what's interesting the most to me about this is it is a new nighttime spectacular, which means that animal kingdom is going to be open past five. Right. And we knew that was going to happen with avatar land, but if the, if the, uh, if the launch date that people are hearing is correct, it's like a year ahead of avatar land. Yeah. So we're possibly looking at nighttime and, uh, you know, and again, going back to, and I feel I feel silly about this because, you know, I went back and looked at the Avatar Land announcements and stuff, and they talked about that, and then also apparently nighttime Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah, I I was gonna bring that up 
next, but like, how do you have Kilimanjaro at night? Yeah, I, I've animals have to sleep. Those are real animals. This isn't a jungle cruise safari. This is real animals, right? And they're not typically nocturnal. Now, um, I know at Animal Kingdom Lodge they do have the nighttime animal viewings, and what they do is they have a couple of pairs of night vision goggles, and you can throw them on and look out there, and you can see because some of the you know because they leave the animals out there all night. Um, but putting an entire attraction around it seems really interesting. And I've, you know, I've read rumors dealing with uh, special headlight tracking systems, looking at video screens to use infrared, um, all sorts of stuff that Disney's, you know, and, and none of that sounds outside of the realm of possibility for stuff that they're playing with to try to figure this out. But yeah, you know, the, I think that the, I think the positive side of Avatar Land is Animal Kingdom be- becoming a nighttime park. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what do you? So I'm 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 sitting here as as you're talking. Don't they corral the animals back into a, like special areas at night where they feed them and and or do they all sleep out on that savanna? You know, I I really don't know. I I at one point was under that same impression that they were being corralled and and re released during the day. Um, but if they're doing a nighttime safari, either A, they're changing that, or B, we've been wrong all along, and they really have been staying out there all the time. Um, and with the way it's all set up, I would think they would have that ability, except for, you know, just in times of extreme weather. And, you know, and when I say extreme weather, yes, these are animals, but these are animals that are, you know, used to different uh, climates. Yeah, they're, do- they're domesticated, more or less. Right. Uh, so, you know, they, they do need to be taken care of at times. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm not sure what that's, what that's going to entail, but like I said, that part is exciting. And then again, coming back to, there's actually going to be a nighttime show. There will actually finally be a show at animal kingdom, you know, and now that, and now Disney's Hollywood studios, uh, is still running. I think they're still running the frozen fireworks, aren't they? Yes. Okay. And they're going to keep running them. I think. Yeah. I, I think that's cause that's, that's part of the frozen summer fun that, is going on past summer now. Yes. Well, well, well past yeah. summer. It's in fact, be frozen winter fun here in a little bit. Yeah. I think I've seen that they're, that they are going to do some new premium package for that as well with, uh, Osborne family lights. Uh, um, that wouldn't surprise me. So we're starting to see some more nighttime shows, which I'm always excited about. I like the shows. I feel like there's something new that Disney can add, um, that, that really makes, gives, gives us a new twist on things, I guess, without having to, uh, have the huge outlay of money that may be uh, redoing uh, and uh, or building a whole new attraction would be. Now, of course, in the case of uh, the nighttime show at Animal Kingdom, it really is a huge outlay of money, again, because they're actually building up viewing areas and stuff. And that's another thing that sounds very phantasmic-y to me, you know, because it's not, or, or even World of Colory, um, because it's not like... Uh, Epcot, you know, it's not like Illuminations. Right, where you just stand at a place that's always there. It's it's going to be more or less a uh, a stadium, kind of. Yeah, well, and they're building, but see, they're building two areas, I think, or it's rumored two areas, one in Asia and one in Dino Land. Because mm-hmm. the river is between, what, Discovery Island and Expedition Everest. So, so, there's, so there's set viewing areas, but I wonder... Is it actually going to be like sit down seating or are they simply expanding 
the docks out there or something? Because if they expand the docks, that would also be very World of Color. Because, I mean, the areas for World of Color during the day, all of that area is open. You know, people are walking through it. It's part of the walkways. And then at night, it gets roped off and turned into that area. And there are certain areas like that even for uh, illuminations. You know, we've discussed in the past some of the seating areas for that. And I don't know if they're built just building those or if they are indeed building full seating, you know, multi-tiered areas or something. So it's going to be, it's very interesting. You know, up to now they've given us one image. Yeah. And it's a drawing. Yes. Yeah. One, one, one image to go off of, but I I think it's going to be cool. I I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, I like Disney shows and the idea of a Disney and it's going to be very interesting to me because they can't lean on fireworks. Yeah. And it's going to, dude, it's going to be so fun to be able to ride Expedition Everest at night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, because you can, you can see Epcot from mm-hmm. the top of the lift hill. And just that has nothing to do with the attraction, but being able to see the lights of Epcot and, you know, possibly even know where the Magic Kingdom is at that point, because you, you'll be able to see. Because things will be lit up. It won't all be right. light. Yeah. And so, and then what they can do with lighting, like when Expedition Everest turns around to go backwards and stuff like that, just what they can do with lighting there. And it's going to bring a whole new, a whole new, uh, like angle to that ride. Cause like the, there's a projection when you're stopped to go back forward with the Yeti. Yes. Grabbing the train tracks and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so that will actually become a lit up thing in what is probably going to be a completely dark attraction, you know, and, and, and they could possibly turn Expedition Everest into a, a dark roller coaster yeah. and use, use light as a every once in a while kind of showpiece thing. Yeah. It would be interesting to see how much light pollution comes from Asia um, into that attraction. But yeah, they, it's definitely going to open up some new things if they want to play with it. So I, yeah, I think overall, you know, as much as we dogged Avatar Land, um, if the if the plus side of that is we get more hours in Animal Kingdom and we get a more fleshed out Animal Kingdom, uh, I'm all for that. Now you totally um, blew me off earlier this week for the uh, for the show meeting. Yeah, because you had to go see somebody in concert. I went and saw Paul McCartney. You you and your wife actually saw Paul McCartney, former Beatle, which is awesome. Which yeah. is awesome. Now it was a lot of fun. Now, see, here's here's what's here's why I'm a- asking you about this, because you went to Dallas to to go and do this, right? Yes. Okay, and this was on Monday, right? Yes. Okay. Did you happen to go to Dallas Love Field Monday morning? No, dude. Oh, then you missed out so bad. Okay, so what Brad is referring to was- when I when I'm working away when I'm working my way around and trying to make. Jeremy feel very bad for is <laughs> they had the first nonstop flight from Dallas Love Field to Orlando um on Monday and that flight I am I am so so bummed out that I didn't get to be a part of that everyone on that flight got a pair of custom ear hats um basically Disney took over this flight everybody got custom ear hats um the dapper Dan's were on that flight and they had a jungle cruise skipper on that flight, like providing silly jungle cruise jokes 
Yes, I do. I did hear that. Or according to the blog, they uh, they did go through a passing shower, so they did get to see the, the backside, backside of water. water. So, yeah, I I saw that, and then all of a sudden I went, "Wait, Jeremy was in Dallas on Monday, mm. so I definitely have to I have to give him a little ribbing there for being so close to Disney and and to totally miss it." But but nobody I, or you know I don't know maybe we're just out of the loop. I had absolutely no clue anything like that was going to happen because had I known, I would have booked a daggum flight, man. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. Nobody knew. I think Disney tweeted something about that flight happening like on Sunday. Yeah, and they said, "Hey, the first nonstop flight from Dallas Love Field is happening tomorrow." You know, and. And it was like, yeah, cool, you know, that's great. And then Monday, they're just like, oh, the Dapper Dans are there, and everybody got a custom ear hat, and there's a Jungle Cruise skipper. And and you're getting Mickey treats on the plane. Yeah. And they also gave them uh, tickets to Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I did not know that. Yes. I'm so much sadder now. <laughs> yes. So just, wow. I mean, and it was so, like, they were, they had photo ops, you know, with, like, little signs and stuff, you know. It, uh, pushing the whole Disney side campaign that Disney's uh, been working on lately. But yeah, I, you know, now it's like, dude, will they be doing that again somewhere? And who knows when or when or if that'll ever happen, but you, it's always going to kind of be in the back of your mind at this point, you know, of will I be on the flight where the Dapper Dan suddenly show up and start singing and, and bust out into their rendition of let it go, which actually was pretty decent. It was, I, was, yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised. I did not, you know, because and, and I and when I say that, it's not at all because of the Dapper Dan singing abilities. Those guys are amazing. But that just it it was impressive to see how they took that song. They made it their own and still made something really good out of it. You know, didn't didn't go too far or anything. And they definitely know how to take a song and make it feel like a, you know, a 50s barbershop quartet kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, if you if you want to, uh, we'll put in the show notes the uh, link to the Disney blog post where you can watch the video and, and get all caught up on what you, like we, missed out on uh, this week or last week as it would be. Um, and then along with the things that you've now missed out on, just because we, we like rubbing salt in our own wounds, <laughs> uh, you know, Maelstrom now fully closed. Uh, World Showcase players are gone. Mo Rockin is gone. All these are things that we talked about, but they have they have started soft opening the lumberjacks in Canada. The lumberjack uh, show. What what have you heard about them? Have you have you seen the video? I have not seen the video. Oh. But I've heard that it's terrible. Oh oh yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the the because I've been watching Twitter. Uh, for people talking about that show, and from what I've from what I've read, people are like, "Really, this is the replacement? This is awful." Well, and and in in the lumberjacks' defense, they have big shoes to fill. the The people who are going to be most adamant about it are going to be people who were fans of Off Kilter, right? Um, but it's, it's a vocal minority who's yes, complaining. Yes, it is. It is. Um, and I and I think that moving forward, the show will be good enough. I. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a Disney show. If that, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, even more now, why those acts went away. Yeah, like I said, I, I still wonder if it was something contract-related or something. It's just weird that it all happened, because, what, you had Fife and Drum, the World Showcase players, Mo Rock, and Off-Kilter. Was that it? I think so. Yeah, So, but, I mean, that's four acts all at the same time. And, oh, by the way, just to, just to kick you when you're down, we're going to go ahead and get rid of Maelstrom, too. But... Uh, which I've, uh, I've, I've heard people are still trying to get in line for. Brad, let it go. <laughs> oh, and how easy it will be to do in about two years. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so Lumberjack Show has not, it's not officially on the Times Guide, I believe, as of right now. Um, but they have been doing soft openings. Again, uh, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. I think uh, WDW Magic may have been out there and, and grabbed a video of it. And... You know, you guys be the judge. I'm, I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on it. Like I said, I, it's not that I don't think it's a, like, I think they're bad or anything. I just don't know that it's up to Disney, um, levels, you know, it just, it felt very forced and just not like something I'd really want to sit down and watch for very long. Yeah. It'd be interesting to go back and try to find a video of Mo Rockin's first performance and see how they've, yeah. See how they kind of grew into that role, you know? That's true. That's very true. That's very true. And I can only imagine what's going to happen when uh when somebody who uh who isn't a huge fan of cutting down trees comes and watches yeah. the lumberjack show that, you know, they're they're sitting there sawing uh huge stumps uh down every show. So I'm guessing every couple of shows they have to get another they have to get another log and that has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Um but you know, it that is what it is. I did say Mo Rockin earlier, and uh, I meant to say off kilter. Uh, either one, either or, you know, because I think that I think that they were both probably at a time were tr- struggling to fit in, um, and they became uh, world showcase mainstays. So I did have one other piece of news I want to discuss with you, and I just saw this today. Um, apparently, there's been you, so you know Disney puts out, of course, park maps within the parks, and then at all of like the touristy tourist trap places or like the, um, the entrance center for Florida, all those sorts of things. They have the Disney brochures that are about the entire Walt Disney world resort parks, all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. So apparently in the newest version of those, there is no sorcerer's hat at Disney's Hollywood studios. Really? Yes. I had not heard anything about that. Yes, and so the older versions of this map apparently did have it, and now they don't. And they also, the, the map correctly shows that, jeez, uh, uh, what's, what's closed there recently? So American Idol is no longer there. Okay. It, it shows that correctly. It okay. still shows Backlot Tours being there, which is weird to me. And then... Well, what, that just closed, though. Oh, and then I think maybe it shows, like, the Frozen sing-along in the correct place. Ah. So it seems like a recent map, and that's a pretty big oopsie for Disney to make on accident. But when you think about probably how many of these they printed at a time and how often they replenish these places, maybe, just maybe, it's an evidence of something to come. Yeah, I think, I would think that, uh, I mean... It would be one thing if they completely redrew the entire thing, but looking at it, uh, it's the same map without the sorcerer's hat. Right. It's actually it's actually the old style map, even. Yeah. Somebody went in and removed that. 
and uh, that you wouldn't do that on accident, you know? And yeah. man, that would be that would be pretty awesome if the sorcerer hat was gone. I am I am so ready for the return of and and all this does is get me pumped up again for something that, you know, then we're going to we're going to find out no that really was a mistake. Somebody grabbed an old somebody started updating on an old map or something, but I would so love to get back to just seeing the Chinese seeing the great movie ride at the end mm-hmm. uh of the entrance as you as you walk in, you know, being able to see that again with that without that huge sorcerer's hat though the amount of merch that is all about the sorcerer's hat as the as the weenie as the focal point of Disney's Hollywood Studios I just I don't know that's that's what that's what makes me feel like this is really weird but at the same time I feel kind of excited but couldn't they construct like a huge water tower and I feel like I feel like the water tower with Mickey the earful tower the on, yeah the earful yeah. tower I feel like that could easily be the weenie of Hollywood Studios. And not saying that they need to construct a water tower in the middle of that park, but constructing a huge water tower, even where the water tower right now is, just making it like taller, making and it larger. more imposing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to where you could actually see it very clearly from anywhere in the park. And that being Disney's Hollywood Studios, you know, uh, logo and everything. I think that would be great, and I think it's much more indicative of Hollywood than the an enormous hat from Fantasmic is. I agree, but my my only concern there is, I feel like is the Earful Tower being used as the as the logo for um what's the what's the park in Disneyland Paris? I think that's just Disney Studios. Yeah, so is it is it being used as the one for Disney Studios? Because if it is. There might be a concern with doing that hmm. um, and, and having some sort of overlap there, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I can I can see that concern, but I don't know that that would be. I don't want them. I don't want them to have that concern because I don't want that to. Because I I like the Earful Tower. I think it's. I think it should be uh, more central to everything that's going on. Um, I just wonder if that wouldn't be a concern that they might have in yeah. in bringing that in is kind of uh, diluting the brand, if you will. But how many people who are visiting Walt Disney World know that there's even a Disney park in Paris? True, and much less that there are actually two parks, and one of them happens to also have the Eiffel Tower, and most yeah. of the yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's probably not a huge um, overlap, but. I don't, I don't know. Is it, is, is one, you know, is, is a small, is that vocal minority too much to make, to be able to do it? You know, that's, I think, going to be the question. It could um, be. But either, either way, there is hope on the horizon uh, that the sorcerer's hat would be done for. And, you know, I, after looking at this, um, the sorcerer's hat went up for the 2001, right? Or the, yes. Yeah. That's when the wand went up and all, and the, Ugh cake and all that stuff so don't talk about the wand man i i i saw it firsthand far far more times than i would have cared for but what i'm saying is the the weird thing the interesting thing to think about here is that there are people who don't i mean they're well kids out there teenagers out there who don't associate disney's hollywood studios with anything other than the hat. And so I'm wondering, will there be a reverse backlash 
from them if the hat is removed. Yeah, but I'm one of them. I don't, I've never been to Disney's Hollywood Studios when that hat wasn't there. Like, I, I am a person who, <clears throat> excuse me, I am a person who, who associates that enormous hat with, with uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. But that doesn't stop me from, you know, from understanding that it does not fit there. That is a, it's, it's shoehorned, you know, there's nothing Hollywood about Fantasia. Right. Other than the fact that it was a movie and yeah. Yeah. Disney has a bunch of those. So that classic water tower. I mean, and now that the backlot tour is gone, there's really no reference to the earful tower. The, no. the backlot tour was like, oh, if you look to your left, you'll be, a, or to your right, there'll be a picturesque, you know, photo opportunity for the earful tower. And that was it. Like there is no reference to that tower anymore, but that is like it, it somehow, I don't know how they did it, but they made that water tower look like it's from the 1920s. You know, it's very, it's very old, very vintage looking. And I, and even as someone who, as a, as a quote youth, who, who has never known the uh, Disney's Hollywood studios to just be uh, Grum's Chinese theater, you know, or a remake of that, Right. Uh I I understand that 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 ear hat doesn't fit and or the hat doesn't fit and and that the water tower would be a much better uh representation of what that park is all about. Right. And what it's supposed to stand for. But I think I don't know. That that park is becoming so diluted with time, I guess, that it's, I, it's getting a little muddy. Yeah, that I I'm, I'm wondering is the is the earful tower even really I mean any better or worse than the hat. I feel like it's better just because it cleans up the sight lines of the entry to the park. But other than that, I, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that there's really a unifying theory for Disney's Hollywood studios right now. And I really don't have a problem with that, to be honest. Um, just give me, give me good attractions in the park. Give me some semblance of a story and do really, really good stories on the attractions themselves. And I can be okay with that. If it was going to be based on what's most popular in that park, it would be a, a, Big old Woody's boot. Uh, no. <laughs> and I and I love Pixar, but uh, no. Let's 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 bring back the Earful Tower. Let's yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope that this uh, map thing is evidence of things to come, and let's hope that there is a time when we actually get to see Disney's Hollywood Studios in its original glory, a renaissance of sorts. I like it. If you're going to close down as many attractions you've been closing down, at least. At least give us our, our, our pictures. And I think that'll about do it for this week's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. Uh, you can like us on the Facebook at We Are Missing the Mouse. And you can visit our website at www.missingthemouse.co. And until then, have a magical day.